of I'm Too Effing High. I'm your high host, James Mastriani, and I am super excited for this episode. Um, very high right now. Have some really funny comedians here that are also very high. Uh, but of course, with me as always is my right hand high man. <laughs> Saying hi a lot. To, I'm going to see how many times I can say it. Uh, DJ Blue Dream. Hold up. Smoke weed every day. Uh, how you feeling, DJ Blue Dream? Good, good. Really high. Really, really like rapidly high. Yeah. I had nothing. I was at a zero and then mm -hmm. now I feel like I'm at a 60. Yeah. Well, uh, so what we, what we smoked was a joint of Gorilla Glue number four is the strain. Uh, it's a hybrid. I think it's a sativa dominant hybrid and it's delicious. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um... It, yeah, it's got like a. I, I have. I feel like I came here more tired than I am now. Now that I've smoked Gorilla Glue number four, I feel like energetic and yeah. present. It's nice. Yeah. Um, oh, what is this show? Um, this show is the show where we use the language of comedy to try to help normalize cannabis. Do our part as stoners to convince the rest of the world that. Marijuana makes everything funnier because that's nice, right? So we get comedians to come on the show. We get them high and we have them do comedic challenges um, as more and more proof and more and more evidence. You know, we're over 100 episodes. So so evidence keeps piling up. And, and at some point, we're going to take this straight to the Supreme Court. <laughs> uh, we're going to have them listen to all of the episodes we've ever done. Uh, and then we will make them write a decree saying that weed makes everything funnier. Um, that's the goal. That's the goal. I want uh, I want to have to look all those old Supreme Court justices in their eyes <laughs> as they have to write it <laughs> on a piece of, what would that be, like Pyrus? What was like the old school? Papyrus? Papyrus. There it is. There it is. We figured it out. Um, so that's what this show is. And um, if you don't know, it, it, this isn't just a podcast. <clears throat> and we are, uh, uh, this is a podcast. You're listening to a podcast right now. Um, and uh, we do new episodes every single Tuesday. Uh, we were with Campfire Media. They have a bunch of great podcasts. Uh, check, check out all the other ones um, on the network. Uh, we're also doing a monthly live show at the Upright Citizens Brigade the first Saturday of every month. The next one is going to be February 2nd. And oh boy, is it going to be fun. Uh, it's midnight on Saturday, February 2nd. Uh, and um, it's five bucks. It's five dollars to come and get high, smoke weed, see hilarious comedians, do funny bits. It's a it's a it's a magical place. So you should come out. Check it out at the uh, UCBtheater.com. Yeah, it's UCBtheater.com, uh -huh. right? Yeah. For a second, I was like, is there an LA on there? Um, but there's not. I'm high. Uh, what else, DJ Blue Dream? Before I'm super excited about this this episode yeah, me and too. our guests. I'm very excited. Got a couple great. Speaking of, we got a couple great UCB comedians here. Yeah. Um, One of them, I feel like we often find each other across smoke circles already <laughs> <laughs> after. Oh, that's nice. Harold Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After Harold Knight. Uh huh. How big is that um, smoke circle after Harold Knight? I think Knight? you guys are referring to Doink City. Doink City is what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. Doink City? Yeah. It used to be Doobville, but yeah. then we got a, a city ordinance passed. And oh, man. That's huge. Yeah, that's it's, great. It's big. It was big for us. I'm glad to hear that um, people are people are smoking weed after Harold Knight um, at UCB. That's great. Um, well, why don't we why don't we meet our guests here? Yeah. Um, because they they are performers on Harold Knight at the Upright Citizens Brigade. They both perform with a really funny Harold team called Heartthrob. Um, here for the very first time doing the show, Lauren Canuti. Smoke the weed. Oh, how fun. 
Um, welcome, Lauren. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Yeah, awesome. Uh-huh. Thanks for being here. Um, and so uh, we always um, the the question I always ask every guest, of course, is uh, what is currently as of today? What is your relationship to marijuana? Um, a, a lot. Very, <laughs> very close, very close friends. Yeah. And it's all in the tone of how you say a lot, because if you say yes. it's a lot, then that's a different type of relationship. But you say a lot and then you smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um. yeah, I, I'm uh, someone who loves weed and yeah. also, uh, you know, Loves to like get stuff done and have a good time, and I think people are surprised to learn that I smoke. But boy, yeah, it's, uh, it's really been good to me. How um, how often do you smoke or consume every day, unless something is preventing me from it? But nice. then, like, it's okay. I'll I'll be okay. Yeah. But uh, if I if I can. If I have it accessible to me every day, I'd That's love right. it every day. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> we got it every day. We got it every day. All right. That's great. Um, also an everyday uh, consumer as well. So I uh, I can relate. Yeah. That's, I get the I get the tinier voice. Um, and on a scale of one to ten, how high are you right now? I feel pretty high because I did... You know, really you did an go edible. For it. Right? I really went for it beforehand. Oh boy! What was the it. edible? Out of curiosity. So, <laughs> I actually mixed two kinds. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Um, I did cushy punch. Okay. Sativa. Okay. Which is a drink? No, it's oh. a gummy. Oh, it's a gummy. And then I did a chiba chew. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I did another. Of the um, the cushy punches. Oh, I was really like, I'm gonna go for it. You also smoked quite a bit of the joint outside. You did <laughs> as well. Wow. So okay. So you're you're in a you're in a good so place. I'm in a really good place. This if I had great. to put a number That's on right. it, I'd What's say. What's the total milligram on those uh, edibles? I bet about thirty. Thirty. That's great. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That this will be this will be fun. Yeah. This is gonna be great. So I feel I feel good. I yeah, feel great. in the high numbers. Awesome. <laughs> um well welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for this letting be me super, be here. Yeah, this'll be super fun. Uh also from Heartthrob on Monday nights, uh at the Upright Citizens Brigade, uh please welcome Rachel Van Ness. Bob Marley and his reggae band. Do you hear say the joy turn back? Playing reggae music all across the land. I feel like that's your oh. that's your vibe. That's your vibe. It captured my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome, Rachel. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, what is your current relationship to marijuana? Okay, so for me, marijuana is still like very naughty. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't drink till I was like twenty-two, and then the only other time. I've tried edibles and they haven't worked and when it did, I fell asleep after five minutes. Right. So for me, just like super, super new acquaintances. Also, I should say that that, uh, edibles take a while to kick in. So if you fell asleep after five minutes, I think you were already just really tired (laughs) and they never got a chance to work at all. Uh, Well, I took it because my boyfriend and I wanted to try having high sex because we were like, this sounds exciting. (laughs) And then we... Both were like ready to go and then fell asleep. Oh man. Yeah. You both yeah. fell asleep. Yeah, so we both were like that. fell asleep making out. That is hilarious. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um and <laughs> so so you're in a place where it's still you said naughty, right? Oh yeah. Are are so what where are you from? What part of the country? Uh, Modesto, California, the meth capital. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, that you, you, it's uh, yeah, that's okay. So weed's that naughty. Is meth is like the normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, meth yeah. is in every. It's like in your breakfast cereal. Yeah. 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 Um. So what? Uh, out of curiosity, like what? What took so long? What was the sort of um, reason that you still? It still has that like, that that visceral feeling for you. Yeah. Um, well, I think 
with anything, I've always been afraid of it, like dramatically changing my behavior and maybe becoming somebody who I'm like afraid of. Oh, yeah. Which like even when I got drunk was not a problem. I was fine. Right. Yeah. But, um, so that's something I w- so I think I'm like a bit of like a mental control freak. OK. Um, and then part <laughs> embarrassment over having to ask people like, uh, can you help me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that so, makes perfect sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just feeling like too awkward about it. And then I don't like the idea of inhaling smoke. So it felt like mm. it took longer for edibles to become a thing, I think. So, right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. That's wow. That, that, that was like a that, great answer. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> man. Three distinct bullet points of, of why... Uh, you know, how you got to have that feeling towards, yeah. towards weed. That's cool. Um, well, and you're on edibles right now, right? Yes. The 20 milligrams of what Canuti Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> and what, uh, what are you feeling right now? Um, a little chest heat and kind of like forgetting about my, what I'm saying about halfway through saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So my callbacks are going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the expectation of this show. Is yes. You got to nail callbacks. your callbacks. Yeah. yeah. Got to nail them. Yeah. I know you guys keep scores, so I hope I get a really high one. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. We have an Excel spreadsheet of every guest and whether they pass or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. Thank you for being here. This is super fun. Um, I want to start here with, um, before we get to the comedic challenges and all that sort of stuff, um, we always do, we like to do a segment, uh, you know, something, something to indulge into, into weed news or culture or whatever. Uh, and so I want to do a segment called, uh, the more you smoke. And uh, basically, the more you smoke is uh, where we dive into some sort of uh, stonery type of thing that 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 uh, is fun to talk about. Sometimes it's science. Sometimes it's history. Sometimes it's the cosmos. Sometimes it's about weed. Um, and uh, this was I, I recently I was high and I started to read about this thing um, and it just caught my eye and I thought it was interesting. So I, I wanted to, I wanted to bring it in and share it. And if you have any thoughts about it, um, yeah, please, please chime in. Um, but this is called, uh, the phantom time theory. And, uh, are you guys familiar with this? So it is, it, it's from a German historian, uh, and it came out in 1991 and he claims that the year technically should not be 2019 what it is right now that technically the year should be 1722 because he believes that um 297 years were taken off were, were, were basically made up uh that one of the popes in the roman empire wanted to have their um, legacy be on the year 1000 because they felt like that was a fucking sick number. Uh, and so they decided it is, <laughs> it is a sick number. And that was, uh, that was the Pope's at the time his exact words where it's a fucking sick number, dude. Like we gotta, we gotta be able to have it at a thousand. Um, and so they constructed through like, like fake documentation and um, just, you know, all of, uh, uh, and it was like during a period where documentation wasn't necessarily the easiest thing anyways. Um, and basically said this shit was made up, um, which I think is really interesting. Uh, but the other side of it is uh, most historians and also people that know a lot about astronomy say that, it, that that's just not possible. And I guess there's also some aspects of Chinese history that like matches up with that because they're trying to say like, and I don't know much about the Charlemagne period, but they're trying to say that that is all made up. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Do you guys have never heard of this? No, but part of me wonders like, 
if the idea of years, in a sense, are like a human construct anyway, why would it matter if 297 were missing or not, if it's all kind of like arbitrarily decided anyway? Oh, shit. Good point. Good point. It does point. make me want to go and like really look up the history of those 297 years, though, because it's basically like fan fiction. Like, you're not <clears throat> really... There's going to be some details that seem so insane, right? In those... If those years are made up, I want to read what yeah. the made up history is. Well, so here's a little bit more information. Um, it, hypo- it hypothesizes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III. Oof, what a name. Uh, Pope Sylvester II and possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII to fabricate the Anno Domini dating system retrospectively. Mm. I mean, we all know the Anno Domini dating system. Uh, (laughs) That's how I dated in my 20s. That's how you met your girlfriend. Yeah. Take the Anno Domini dating system. (laughs) Do you have trouble meeting girls? (laughs) It's time to get old school. (laughs) Uh, Date all the way back to the Byzantine Emperor. Uh, and, and so he says that, um, as of the, they wanted the year a thousand because they knew it was a special year. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, how cool to be so bold that you pitched <laughs> no. that for yourself. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, just what confidence and, and, you know, like, it's pretty funny. I would not, I would not feel comfortable asking everybody to pretend that. To rewrite history, you wouldn't feel yeah. comfort. You, you wouldn't be comfortable saying, "Hey guys, you know, I, Lauren Canuti, would prefer to live for this one in, record. Yeah, to say, for this one year for me. Like, let's all just. <laughs> I just would not feel comfortable asking yeah. that of everyone. But I'm kind of like, it's way to ask. go. Ask for what you want. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's. I guess you. I guess you're right. There, but but it is also like, you know, it's dudes in power. They were going to do whatever they want anyways, right? I also feel like, though, they were only three years away from, like, a pretty decent celebration. <laughs> like, it was still, like, the end of a century. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would never in my wildest dreams be like, oh, I'm 14. Maybe I'll throw my 16th birthday party. No, I want to be 30. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, I'm sure that... Um, the great Otto the Third um, w- was very much a brat, if uh, if I remember correctly, <laughs> about sure. <clears throat> the great Otto the Third. Uh, yeah. So that was um, That's pretty wild. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Again, uh, probably bullshit. Probably not a real thing. Um, probably that guy's a quack. Um. Awesome, guys. Well, that was great. So uh, why don't we get to our first set of challenges, shall we? Uh, This first segment here is called the hypothetical situation. Hypothetical situation. Uh, The hypothetical (laughs) situation is basically you guys are high, and I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. You guys are going to act out that hypothetical situation. And um, it'll be completely, you know, improvised. And if you want, um, (coughs) you can also you know, jump in and play with, with anybody else or, um, pretty much do whatever you want. Um, yeah, do whatever you want. You know, (laughs) you can even say, Hey, no, I'm not going to fucking do this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, make sense. Yes. Cool. Awesome. And the theme for this episode's hypothetical situation is the great outdoors. Oh, an exciting Doors, doors, doors. (laughs) Um, are you guys outdoors people? I love the outdoors. Yeah, but okay, sure. I wouldn't say we all love the outdoors. (laughs) We all. I love looking at the outdoors. But are you an outdoors person? I feel like no, that's not something I should claim as my own. Right. But I do feel connected to nature, excited by nature. Yeah. Ready to explore and embrace it. Do you camp? I like to camp, but I haven't camped in probably. A year, and I oh. feel like someone who's That's an outdoors a, yeah. person has camped in the last year. I mean, you're way more outdoorsy than I am. Like, sure. I love to like go to the desert at least once a year, or, like somewhere that and get away. I love to look at stars. Yeah. I really love. So, but but I wouldn't like Rachel. Mushrooms. You'll you're gonna hear is is way more of an outdoorsy. Person. Oh boy, yeah. You know? What so. are we talking about here, Rachel? So I haven't been camping in probably I don't know 
20 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I grew up, I'm, yeah. I'm more of a city person. Mm-hmm. I do love the outdoors, but um, my, my girlfriend uh, and I had, when we were first started uh, dating, just a really quick anecdote, had asked me if I was interested in going uh, to this like famous hike in Arizona, this famous waterfall. And I was like, you know, of course we're early dating and I want to impress her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds super fucking fun. You know, I don't like camp a lot, but like, you know, sounds fun. Waterfalls are great. Um, and then I like start doing research into it. It's like, it's called like Havasupai, I think is it's in the Grand Canyon. Uh, and it's like a, it's like a 20 hour hike and it's like people, Wow. Die there and it's like <laughs> super hot. And I was like, for my first time, this is such a bad idea. Oh my goodness. Um, and the week, so we ended up having to cancel. The weekend we were supposed to go, there were flash floods oh, and people man. had to be choppered out. <gasps> that yeah. could have been me. That oh could have been me. Oh my gosh. So, so you never went out again. No, I'll never. No, I take, I, I, I. Like tunnels and, <laughs> and no. uh, so you're an outdoorsy person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I took my boyfriend on a hike on our first date. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, it all burned down in the Oregon fires. But it was very beautiful oh. while it was there. But uh, yeah, I grew up. I grew up camping and hiking, and my mom did ultra marathons, and she's doing the PCT this year. Right. So. Well, you're smoking like all that meth up in Modesto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do something, right? <laughs> Getting real hyped. Might as well go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well go out into the woods and just start, like, <laughs> taking axes and chopping shit down. And <laughs> Yeah, that's all we do in Modesto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty wild place. Yeah. Um, and how often do you camp now? Uh, not as much as I'd like. Like, yeah. maybe, like, one or two times a year. It's definitely not very much. Yeah. Um, I imagined you out like every weekend. I know. No, I love to be outside, but it's like in Portland, there were just like forests within like half an hour or Mm -hmm. not half. Yeah. Half an hour away by car. So it was just like really easy to get to, but in LA it feels like more of a process. Right. accessible. Do you hike around the city? Yeah, I go to I go to Griffith Park because I'm really lazy yeah. uh, and I like hate trying to find new hikes. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I did find one with a stream in L.A., which is. Oh, wild. yeah. And like yeah. Altadena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. that one's really good. I heard about it's that. It's cool. Too. Ooh, yeah. We got to check that out. It's exciting, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. Be careful. Be careful. Outdoors can get scary. <laughs> um, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, let's jump into it, shall we? This will be fun. Let's. <clears throat> um, so... Canuti, you're going to go first here. Sick. And sick. Uh, your hypothetical situation is um, you're you're here at a Petco, all right? Um, and you're convinced that they for sure sell big game cats or endangered species in the back. And you really, really want to buy one. Yeah, they do sell big cats in the back. Uh, and I'd love to see one. If I could, uh, I right. Um, well, I, I <clears throat> ma'am, I, 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 I told you yesterday when you were here that um, we we really don't, and 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 in fact, with the new California laws, like you know, we've we've really had to tamper down on on the kind of animals that we do have here. Um, it's it's very very limited. We, we have, I mean, we. It sounds like you're into. I see a lot of little cats here. Am am I right? There are a lot of little cats lining yes, the walls, orange ones and black ones, and yeah, other colored ones. And mm-hmm. I know that I know that there are more, right? Because their cages go back, and I know that there's a lot of space <laughs> behind those cages. I can see it. You think the cages go? The cages are really long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, I think the cages are really long, right. and I think that there's there are there are and bigger keep, cats back there too. You, th- you think we have really long cages, and there's small cats in the front of the cage, and then behind and then the wall, a fake wall, a fake wall, yeah. <laughs> and then there's big cats <clears throat> behind it because right. because well because zoos are getting a lot of slack, yeah. And zoos are in conspiracy. I need to see the big cats. <laughs> okay, ma'am. Um, so. Listen, I know I, I, you came here yesterday wearing the same safari outfit that you were wearing yes. yesterday. You're, you're wearing it again today. Yes. I, I asked you to keep your rifle at the very front of, of the store. Okay. Um, 
it seems like, you know, maybe you're here, you're trying to hunt some sort of wild animal. This is not the place. All right. And, and either you're going to have to, you're going to have to buy something or I'm going to have to ask my manager to come over and have a conversation with you. And he is Kurt. 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 Who? No, I mean the adjective. He's Kurt. He's a Kurt person. Oh my God. But his name is Kurt. Yes. Oh my God. Um, look, Petco, uh, you guys hurt the animals here, right? We what? You guys hurt the animals here? We hurt them? I'm pretty sure you hurt the animals here. So what's the big deal if you give me one of your big cats? I'll take a bobcat. I'll take a tiger. Whatever you want it to be, cheetah. Okay. All right. Uh, Kurt? Yeah, yeah. What's up, James? Oh, sorry. Oh, got a bunch of claw marks on my shirt again. Oh, my. Wait, why do you have claw marks on your shirt? From that little parakeet. Oh, right. Yeah. The one with the big feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. a parakeet with huge feet. If you yeah. want, if you're looking for a unique parakeet. <laughs> you guys can stop hiding it. You can stop hiding it. I know there are big cats. What? And Kurt, I told you about this lady, man. She came here yesterday wearing a safari gear, and she was looking for big cats in the very back of the room. And oh. now she's back. Well, listen, ma'am, I'm sorry. We don't have big cats here, okay? Look, I told some friends that I would hunt a big cat by the end of this weekend. Okay, I joined a hunting club. I'm not much of a hunter. I said I was going to kill a cat by the end of sundown Sunday, and I need a big cat. Get me your biggest. Well, 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 look who it is. If it isn't Lauren, looks like you got three days left, Lauren. Okay. Have you killed a cat yet? No. (laughs) No, Buck. I haven't, but but I'm going to, and, and and you'll see. I'm not just a city girl. No, you are a city girl, unless uh, unlike us country <laughs> gals who are hunting down cats. That's right. I'm a country gal. Buck's my name. <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, Lauren, what the? You, you broke into my house and you're feeding my cat a bunch of food? Why are you trying to fatten up my cat? Come on, buddy. Come on. What are you doing? Get the <laughs> Ow, ow, you're spraying me. (laughs) (sighs) Look, you got to get out of here, okay? I don't know what you're trying to prove. I'm not just a city girl. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, 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 if it isn't city girl with a really fat house cat. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Kennedy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) what What a funny line. Of just, <laughs> if it isn't the city girl with the really fat <laughs> house cat. <laughs> um, that was great. That was fun. Um, great. Let's, uh, Rachel, you're going to go, uh, you're going to go next here. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So your setup is um, um, very similarly to Jane Goodall. Um, you are an anthropologist, um, but instead of, living amongst the apes um you spent your life living amongst the geese and uh you are here on 60 minutes and and dj blue dream is um is gonna start off playing one of the uh the interviewers here uh and you're gonna be talking to him about your experiences challenges and what you learned living amongst the geese excellent Welcome back to 60 Minutes. I'm Peter Bob Doyle, and I'm here with uh, an incredible guest, a very unique guest. We have Elizabeth Smith here. Now, Ms. Smith, you have spent a lifetime dedicated to a very unique cause. Yes, I'll just spill the beans. I've been... (laughs) Living with geese for the past 10 years. Ah, yes. yes. Covered in down, just covered in feathers. Yes, the down of my children. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yes. interesting. As the geese grow, they shed their down feathers and I wear them on myself as something to remember them by. It's a custom of wow. geese mothers. So, so you really have more than just a professional relationship of examining them. You live as one of them almost. Well, it's hard not to become something you spend most of your time with. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) (laughs) 
Very intense stare. Uh, uh, yeah, now, look, I, I have to ask for our viewers who are curious, you know, uh, Miss Goodall spent a lot of time among the chimps because chimps are quite similar to human beings. Geese seem so very different in every way. Oh, couldn't be more opposite. No, because they're birds and we're <laughs> <laughs> mammals and mm. they, <laughs> they fly and we walk. And <laughs> okay, it seems like despite all your years, you still have a pretty surface knowledge of what geese are in general. No, 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 I guarantee you. I spent 10 years living with some geese. We all lived on a rooftop in New York City <laughs> and ate bagel scraps. <laughs> So you literally lived above a bustling, the most bustling city in the in the world. Uh, interesting, right near humans. Uh, well, well, why don't you tell us some of the things you've learned about geese in these years? Some of the more interesting parts. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, first is their family structure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Hmm. The the men treat the women a lot better than here. Um, it's a matriarchal structure, uh, uh, and the the male geese are oftentimes found guarding the offspring more often than the females are who go out to fetch food from New York City hot Hmm. Mm, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Did I answer all of your questions? Uh, uh, somewhat. Yes. Yeah. As the interview goes on, I I have to admit I get a little more and more suspicious of uh, what exactly went on these ten years <laughs> that you supposedly lived. It sounds like you lived in New York City, <laughs> uh, you know, at the top of a nice building somewhere, and you peripherally had some geese around you sometimes <laughs> because it doesn't uh, you know what i'm sorry uh yes i should i should ask you more about the geese so it says you've written a uh 60 page thesis that was mm-hmm. recently submitted to the nobel committee for consideration mm-hmm. uh, would you tell us some of what the thesis of this paper is sure <laughs> uh the thesis of this paper was investigating how uh geese handle living in one place for the whole year when they cease to migrate because they don't think that anywhere is better than New York City. Um, So the paper was more investigating how creatures who need change stay in an ever-changing city but not an ever-changing location. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yes. Yes. That's fascinating. New. Now I'm. See. Now I'm getting a little more interested in this. That New York City geese is a very specific subculture of the geese uh, world. Oh yes, they are nothing like the Hawaii uh, <laughs> Antarctica geese. <laughs> So you've spent time in both those other places also. I've traveled in many geese circles. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um. Listen, uh, I'd, I'd love to move on to our, our next segment where you actually bring out some of your subjects, I could say, or, or family members. Family members. Sure. My mother and father. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, let's, let's bring them out. Mother, father. <coughs> so one of them sounds a lot like a cow, <laughs> but it's, de- it's definitely a, a, a goose. No, it's a goose. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's got... Little horns, udders, and it's covered See, in feathers and wings. I'm getting more. I should have gone with my. I'm getting more and more suspicious of the of this <laughs> thing you say that you've done for ten years. Some would look at this and say you found an easy way to have a government give you a grant every year <laughs> while living at a nice house in New York City, among if, maybe one goose. If you think I'm just casually staying at my house in New York City, dressing up. Cows and pigeons as geese <laughs> and getting grants from the Nobel Peace Committee to sustain my hot New York lifestyle of being a single woman, dating and fooling around. You'd be absolutely fucking crazy. Would I? Would I? Because I... Okay. <laughs> I have you know that... I hate to admit this, but while they were preparing you in the makeup room for the show, I went to your dressing room and saw your briefcase... And you happen to have a screenplay there called Geese in the City that you've been writing about your hot single life in New York City. I can't be a researcher and documentarian forever. (laughs) It's time to cash in on a hot, hot creative nonfiction of me and my geese gals going around New York City and getting tail. (laughs) 
We cut to that table read. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, Charlotte, uh, <laughs> you, you gotta experience another kind of geese, goose, mm-hmm. hang loose. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Samantha. I'm just, I'm into all the bad boy geeses who hiss and spit at me because I don't believe I deserve better. Oh, honey, I start at geese who hiss and spit on me. That's a whole subculture we can get into over martinis. (laughs) Hey, uh, we're Will and Grace. Can we have a seat? Get out of here! No, we're talking about sex and we're the gals and the keys. Ah, uh, Rachel Van S. Oh man, uh, that's the hypothetical situation. That was uh, <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Super high. You just did some comedic challenges. How did how did it feel so far? Oh, man, like, I hope you guys send this to UCB to show them perfect oh. scene work. Oh, yeah. Oh, Definitely. we, we said every single uh, every single episode <laughs> to them. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, like old like old school form on like VHS tapes uh, is how we send them. Yeah. Thank you. Good. In yes. like a manila. Lorne, too, please. <laughs> Lorne, Lorne Michaels. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, we send him. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we send every episode to Lorne Michaels as well. <laughs> Same way VH, VHS tapes in a manila folder mm-hmm. um, with like big stickers all over it. Um, Thank yeah. Thank you. Says, I'm mm-hmm. too effing high on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was great. You guys, you guys worked really hard. We worked really hard. Um, the listeners probably worked really hard because they were laughing so hard. So let's all just go ahead and take a little blaze, uh, a little blaze break. Um, and, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we just had a little break. We just had some, uh, some munchies and, um, we're ready to keep moving here. This next, uh, this next segment of comedic challenges, this is called Weedvertisement. Tired of this happening to you? What about this? (laughs) Are you tired of all that and all this? (laughs) <laughs> then we've got the solution for you. Smoke weed every day. Side effects of marijuana may include more chill than you can deal with. Lots of good times with your homies and listen to the podcast. I'm too high on repeat while you play the fat dude. Thanks and kicking some badass tunes. That 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 should just be the bit. <laughs> That's great. Um, so basically, weed advertisement is uh, you know this is a podcast and podcasts often have. Uh, commercials or little uh, sponsors and um, you guys are uh, going to create one for the show. You're going to create one for I'm too effing high. Uh, and uh, this is for the, the product. The thing that you're going to be uh, pitching is called a reverse toilet. Mm-hmm. So reverse mm-hmm. toilet. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. So it puts poop in your butt. <laughs> hey, you. I don't know. You. Okay. You tell the. You tell the audience. Um, DJ Blue Dream, could we get a little bit of like, um, maybe a little music for him? I don't know about you, Jen, but I'm feeling refreshed. Ah. I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I think you're right. Because I use something pretty effective. (laughs) So did I. And also relaxing. Wait. (laughs) Did we just come come out of the same We did. And we were using the reverse toilet. It puts poop back in our butts. It gives us the 
feeling of of having to poop and not knowing where we're going to find a toilet. It's yes. exhilarating and relaxing. Take back what's yours. <laughs> Put the poop back in your butt so you can experience putting it out again. <laughs> Reverse toilet. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and that's our pitch for the <laughs> reverse toilet. All right, great. That's uh, that's perfect. That's what we'll that's what we'll put in now for uh, uh, during the blaze breaks. That'll that'll be our sponsor uh, as our commercial. That was weed advertisement. Great. Wow. Yeah. Good, good job, guys. Re- People need reverse that. toilet. I love that. I love that in it. You told everybody what it does. But not the benefits or why you would ever do that. <laughs> Just like, yeah, puts poop back in your butt. And then like, why would you ever do that? That's, like, <laughs> that's probably why you were waiting. Uh, like, I just want to say, honestly, it, right? it's it's the the hubris makes me want to buy it. I'm, I mean, there aren't commercials telling you that a flu get uh, like flu medicine gets rid of the flu. You know, like That's it true. just goes without saying that you'd exactly. want poop back in. That's true. Exactly. Just like it's exactly like vaccines. Yeah, you, it goes without saying. You don't yeah. want to get the flu. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, that was great. That was really funny. Um, we're gonna jump to this final uh, this final segment here, and um, this segment is called the Cannabis News Network. Ooh. news so um you guys have to do um the 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 cannabis news network you guys have to do basically for this setup uh an entire local news broadcast but in seven minutes and 10 seconds uh so the reason we chose seven minutes and 10 seconds if you're not familiar with weed culture 710 is uh, a, a number representation of uh, uh, um, concentrate and wax and oils. Seven uh, ten, which is July tenth, is a huge day in the in the weed world. Uh, a lot of dispensaries give away lots of like free vape cartridges and that sort of stuff. Uh, so that's why we chose that. In case anybody was wondering, um, and you guys will. So every time you hear this bell. Wait, sorry. <laughs> that bell. <laughs> that very weird sounding bell. It's a soothing bell. Yeah. Um, you have to go to a new segment of the news. Great. Um, so from entertainment to sports to puff piece to politics, weather, all that sort of stuff. And again, the goal is to try to cover an entire news broadcast in seven minutes seven and ten minutes seconds. Seven minutes and ten seconds. Makes mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Let me go ahead and get, uh, I'll get a little timer out here. And um, you guys ready? DJ Blue Dream, you ready? Awesome. Let's uh, let's hit him with a little bit of uh, setup music. Welcome to the Modesto, California <laughs> Evening News. <laughs> I'm Rachel Van Ness. I'm Lauren Canuti. And here's the big stuff. <laughs> Ariana Grande uh, came to town for a concert. Coming through on the I-5, she came here as an accident, but got stuck at the local in and out which was a huge win for everybody inside. She signed burgers left and right. Moving right along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to the weather. Welcome to the weather. (laughs) It's hot again, but maybe we'll get a couple inches of rain. We're praying. Boy, we're praying. Oh, we really are praying. It's it's very hot and my garden. (laughs) And the sports are good recently. Am I right? Yes. The Panthers won against the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks for a big upset of one to zero in the uh, the Stanislaus County tournament. Yes. Also, the Eagles uh, came to town. 
<laughs> this just in on the uh, for economics. <laughs> yes, in economics. The oh, the Dow. The Dow is down, impacting Modesto not at all with an unemployment rate of twenty five percent already. <laughs> so continue as you were, unless you are someone who lives, you know, somewhere else. <laughs> Come and check in on us, guys. <laughs> Please. Don't do investments if you you have if you use the Dow. And thank you. The next segment. Oh, I'm waiting for the bell. <laughs> guys, uh, sorry, it's your producer. Uh, Vamp about economics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um. This Justin at the Food Max, they got an ATM swipe processor. They sure did. And customers are, they don't know what to do with it. No, frankly, we're all a little confused. Well, do I put my finger in there? <laughs> do I kiss it? What? Ah! <laughs> Next up... Uh, childhood, child care, <laughs> child care in child care news. Um, oh, Amanda Seyfried is missing. <laughs> <laughs> this Justin at the guys real what? fast. Yeah, your other producer. Uh, uh, go back to economics. <laughs> oh, oh yes. yes, yes, economics. Um, <laughs> this. Justin at uh, the Byer High School cafeteria. There's been a money laundering scheme in which in which students are using the toilets instead of their mouths. Instead of their mouths. Causing to an incredible decrease in resources at the lunchroom resulting in a 0.2% decrease in the cafeteria's Dow. <laughs> I guess they heard about this crazy scheme where people put poop back into their bodies and... It's killing a lot of kids. <laughs> this just in and killed kids. <laughs> this just in. In weights. <laughs> There's a shake weight. It still, it still exists. It, <laughs> Uh, and now with car crashes, um, on the I-5, there's been a car crash at Tolly and the I-5. Uh, <laughs> um, and that's it in car crashes, actually. It's surprisingly, it's surprisingly nice out there. A uh, couple car tickets. Oh, a lot of tickets in my neighborhood recently. <laughs> Oh, next up in foreign languages. Uh, there's a cafe down the street that does $20 talk with another person in another language classes. And now in Spanish. Gracias para uh, uh, mariposa. <laughs> Uh, and now up on uh, how many pets can I pet? <laughs> 25 today. 25 pets. Let's bring in the pets. Oh, we've got a corgi. We've got a corgi. You can't see the corgi, but it is off screen. We've got another corgi. <laughs> Let's try to pet those corgis. <laughs> Oh. That's a good corgi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those are just, I know they look like cows, but I dress them up to be corgis. <laughs> anyway, back to economics. Um, <laughs> banks are more online now than ever. <laughs> Their presence has never been stronger online. <laughs> arts! Arts! There is a play going on at the local high school. Yes, featuring Miss Schultz and 
Mr. DeLong as Romeo and Juliet. It is supposed to be, it is very sexy. Yes, the teachers are playing the parts because the students, the students were not um, up to par this year. Up to par this year. And so the the teachers are doing the parts and it is sort of, it's more adult than. I would describe it as erotic. I would describe it as erotic I would, too. But everybody in town's been saying that this is a love affair that's just been meant to be thrown up on stage. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's sexy. And that's Cannabis News <laughs> Network. Good job, guys. That was seven minutes and ten seconds. God, why? Do, our local news should have all of those segments. It for doesn't. sure. Yeah, why doesn't it why oh, doesn't have child care? <laughs> And now in uh, uh, What Animals Have I Pet Today? It's great. Uh, um, guys, that was so, uh, what a blast. That was so much fun. How are you? So you guys got high. You came here. You, you took edibles even. You did yeah. comedic challenges. How do, you, how do you feel? I still feel high. It like really has been a good fun time. Yeah. And I feel good and happy awesome awesome how about you rachel yeah i've been laughing and yeah balanced. i'm feeling good so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome that's great uh thank you so much for coming and um where uh starting with you Kennedy, where where can we find you is there do you want people to find you on on the internet or social media no or, or look for me <clears throat> um yeah at lauren Kennedy. i'm on instagram and twitter and uh i'm on ucb stages with my Herald team heartthrob, and awesome. uh, I've got other shows listed on my website if you want to check it out. Great. Awesome. And uh, Rachel Van Ness. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Van Ness Express. And yeah, if you want to look at my ring, you can check it out on Reductress of Big Sweeney's and see me up at UCB. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Reductress is great. Uh, we had them on the show. That's <clears throat> right. Beth and uh, yeah, Sarah. They were great. Um, came and got high with us. Um, awesome. And you could you could check us out uh, at I'm Too Effing High, Instagram and Twitter. And also, don't forget, we do a live show, like I said earlier, first Saturday of every month at the Upright Citizens Brigade at midnight. Uh, it's five bucks. Come down, get high. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, have a good time because, you know, that's what you should do at that show, I guess. Uh, yeah. Awesome. DJ Blue Dream. Any parting shots? Uh, uh, oh, you know what? I was thinking about it. I think something I would like to sort of talk about. Yeah. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Stay too effing high, you guys. We'll see you next time. Campfire.